Friends, welcome back to another episode of the Health Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine Davis, and I'm so glad that you have joined me for today's episode, and I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode. I can't even believe I'm about to say this, but today's guest is Shauna Holman from A Little Less Toxic. I know, I'm freaking out too. If you are one of my close friends or family members, or you've been a client, there's no doubt you have probably heard me talk about her. Even if you're a longtime podcast listener, you've probably heard me even mention her or reference her because she's just that great and that helpful. And I have personally learned so much from her. She's going to share her story with us and how she was able to find relief from years of chronic pain and infection just by changing a few things in her life, changing what she put in and on her body and making small changes a little bit at a time. And now she shares all of that knowledge with over a hundred thousand people on the internet. And as you are about to hear, she is just such a joy to talk to, to listen to, and to learn from. I know you are going to love her and learn so much from her. So let's just get into it. Here is my conversation with Shauna Holman from A Little Less Toxic. Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward Podcast, where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward Podcast. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode today because we have one of my favorite humans and favorite follows on Instagram. Shauna from A Little Less Toxic is our guest for today. Shauna, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I have chills. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to try really hard not to fangirl too much, but... (laughs) You're seriously like my favorite. Um, so I'm going to try to to play it cool and keep it keep it calm. But <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so like humbled and also just I'm you're looking at me right now. I'm a mess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a regular old mess. <laughs> but I love it. That's what makes everyone love you so much is that you're just a normal person like we are. Um so we're going to talk today about your journey into living life a little less Toxically, is that a word? Is toxically a word? I don't know. Um, let's start it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just how you've kind of gotten there and, and why you feel like that's important. But before we kind of jump into all that, will you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit of your story and how you kind of got here. Yeah, sure. It'll probably all blend into itself there. But um, yeah, I am a wife and mom. And right now I'm staying home with the kids. We started homeschooling and I'm just kind of sharing my day when I can and however I'm able online and didn't expect anybody to follow along with that. And (laughs) surprise. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just rolling with it. But yeah, I didn't start out that this isn't this didn't come naturally to me. I grew up very, very conventionally, um, you know, a child of the 80s and 90s, where it was a lots of canned food, Chef mm-hmm. Boyardee, lots of like microwave dinners oh, and yeah. instant, very convenient foods. My parents both worked and we had kind of a tumultuous childhood and a lot of chaos in the home. And it was just it was just very conventional and it was survival and uh, that carried over into my teen years and everything. And it was a lot of just like your regular high schooler. I mean, I don't know if it's real regular now, but back then it was like 
bagel bites, frozen taquitos, like Costco size, everything. Every summer lunch for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And also just like the layering of all the conventional toxic products. Like I was a country apple bath and body works girl. So it was like the body wash and then the lotion and then the spray, like so much spray had to have, I had to permeate the room, you know, so for sure. All the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And none of it was ever anything that came to my mind. I just, I didn't think anything about it. And as I got a little bit older, um, maybe like uh, in college years, I I even remember just kind of defending chemicals. (laughs) One of my best friends was talking to me about it. I don't even know what we were talking about, but I just so clearly remember saying to her, I love chemicals. Like I just thought it was so (laughs) genius that people could manufacture these things and create this stuff. And I really felt that way. Oh, the irony. That's hilarious. It's crazy. I mean, so just I like to share that because this isn't just something that's like natural to me. It's something that's been a a learning curve and a natural evolution that's come along very organically and for several reasons. So um, I there there were a few things that kind of sparked it for me. I I think there were little things that started kind of turning on lights for me. But one thing is my husband when he was going through school. We weren't married yet. And I was helping him with all his studying and everything. And he is a radiation therapist. So he works in cancer. He works in oncology. Mm-hmm. And so I, we talk and hear and think about cancer a lot. And so yeah. it was on my mind, you know, in our, early in our marriage thinking like, gosh, why is cancer? Like, what is happening? Yeah. But didn't really think too much about it. But I did just start thinking like, maybe I can like have less chemicals in the home and started kind of making my own cleaning products here and there, Mm -hmm. but nothing. It wasn't like this big epiphany or anything concurrent to that. I was also, I was pretty healthy growing up uh, as far as I knew. I had a couple of little random things here and there, like just very healthy. I played sports. I was active. I'm healthy person. And then in college, I started, I know one time I got what I thought was a sinus infection and then got treated for it as a sinus infection. It was just horrible pain in my sinus area and, you know, did the steroids and antibiotics. It went away. And then I got another one, another month or two later. I don't know. And then same thing. And then I got another one. And then I started getting them very, very regularly. And until the point where it was just like going to doctor after doctor to try and figure out what was going on with me. And so I started seeing, you know, the allergist. I saw the ear, nose and throat specialist. I went through many different ear, nose, throat specialists because none of them could figure out why this kept happening or what to do. I had CT scans, saw neurologists because maybe it's a migraine, did migraine medication. I went through all these different things. I had uh, nasal septum correction surgery. I just, I did everything and I, you know, changed like, oh, you're allergic to dust mite. So I'm going to start doing all this dust mite protection. And and no one ever said anything about food at all or products, nothing. It was just that this is all you can do. I was just desperate. I remember crying to my doctor, like, what can I do? He's like, it's, you're getting colds because you're cold. That's what he told me. <laughs> oh my. Your labs look great. Like we don't know. It's just yeah. you're getting a cold. And um so I was just really, really frustrated with that, but still didn't have any idea what to do. And this went on for about five years. And in the last of those five years, the whole fifth year, every single day I was in pain 24 hours a day, nonstop, wow. no matter whether I was taking the antibiotics or and the steroids or not. It would maybe just bring it down a notch, but I was at my pain, you know, it just went from like anywhere between like a two to an eight 
every mm-hmm. single day for a whole year. And at the end of that year, I was on antibiotics again and uh, trying to do something. This is in like March of 2013. And I had a little tiny hangnail on my thumb and it suddenly felt infected. Like I washed a dish, a dog dish, and then mm-hmm. it felt infected. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I washed it up really good, but I could tell it was like instantly infected. I washed it up. I cleaned it with Bactine, yeah. put on a Band-Aid. <laughs> I showed my husband and he's like, okay, you know, he could tell like I was a little mm-hmm. alarmed, but uh, we went to bed and I could feel my thumb was like pulsating, you know? We went to bed and then woke up in the morning. He asked me, how's your thumb? I'm like, it feels a lot better. Uh, but my underarm's kind of tender on the same side. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later in the day, I took a shower and then I noticed another tender spot on like a vein on the same arm on my forearm. And my mom's a nurse, so I let her know and she's like, hmm, that's kind of weird. I think you should maybe go to urgent care and get it checked out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. But I did. I later in the day, I'm like, yeah, that kind of, you know, because it was like a line, like a, yeah. a hot point on my thumb and then my forearm and then my underarm. The next place is my heart. I'm like, if that's an infection, it's going to my heart. That's probably yeah, not, not a good. good thing. So I went to the urgent care and uh, by the time I got there, the red line on my arm was bigger where it was a little tender too. And I saw the doctor and he's like, yeah, it looks like you've got a staph infection. So we're going to give you a shot of more antibiotics. So they gave me a shot right in my butt of some stronger antibiotics. And then while I'm waiting for him, he gave me another, uh, like an oral, because I had another kind of little situation going on under my nose. Like my body was freaking out. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm still in pain. I'm on antibiotics. There's more antibiotics. And I have an infection while on all this stuff. And while Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for him to come back with my prescription, I look down at my arm and there's another red line on my, on my upper, like on my bicep. I showed him. I'm like, uh, I'm scared. You know, he's like, uh, this, this shot should take care of it. But if not, you're going to need to come back in or go to the emergency room. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So I leave and I go to CVS to go fill up my prescription Damien's on his way home from work. Um, I'm sending pictures of my, my my arm now to my mom. She, like I said, she's a nurse. And she, she mm-hmm. started showing them to the doctor that she's working with. And I'm waiting in line at CVS. And I sent a picture to my mom. And she said, if that gets any worse, you need to go to the emergency room right away. And I looked down. And there's a line all the way from my thumb, straight up my arm, all the oh way up my to my goodness. underarm. And it's sticking out bright red. I called Damien and him and my mom both. He rushed and got me. She met me at the emergency room. Anyway, I'm making it into a long, crazy story. But what ended (laughs) up happening was I had a MRSA infection that got into my blood, so I had sepsis. And I had no idea. that I had tachycardia. I was just not doing well. I was like, they didn't have room for me. I'm going to pass out on the emergency room floor. I I didn't know how bad it was, but they were kind of putting me in front of people that were bleeding out. I I had no idea. Yeah. So I had to be on more antibiotics. Guess what? Uh So I had an IV drip antibiotics for a week, followed with another month of antibiotics. And I'm just beside myself. I'm so frustrated. I'm like, I'm so tired of being on antibiotics. My body is falling apart. I think it's because of being on so many antibiotics. I don't want to do this anymore. There's got to be another way. And there were just no answers for me. I went, I saw the infectious disease specialist. I saw my primary, I saw all these doctors and none of them had answers for me. I begged for food allergy testing. And my doctor said, it's not going to do anything. This has nothing to do with food, but we'll order it anyway. I, I wasn't allergic to any foods, but 
I'm, I'm just desperate. I'm at home. I'm like scared for my life. Yeah. People were even afraid to visit me. I didn't know if I was contagious. Like, I don't know what this is, you know, right. so my mom uh, saw a nutritionist, a nutritionist sharing about inflammation and like mm-hmm. all these symptoms you've been having all these years, you know, with the, uh, the headaches, the skin stuff, the fatigue, brain fog, all these things. She's describing all of this and she has this plan where you eliminate some foods and then, and see if you react to them. And I'm like, well, sign me up, you know? So yeah. I read the book while I'm at home doing all this antibiotics and stuff. And I, I read the book. And by the time I finished the book, I was just ready. I'm like, let's do this. So I did, yeah. I did the plan. I did an elimination diet. I'm still in pain. I'm on the strongest antibiotics you can have, and I'm still in pain. So I, I finished my antibiotics. I read the book. I do the elimination diet. And within days, I'm pain-free for the first time in a year Wow! by just eliminating a few really common ingredients yeah. that I wasn't allergic to, right? but are clearly causing me issues. And not only that, my brain fog went away. I had all this energy. My skin felt different and glowy and just everything. I felt like this new human. And all I wanted to do was just scream it from the rooftops, like yeah. you guys, <laughs> you know, so that was pretty much the catalyst for me. So I had already been kind of doing like a little bit of making my own products. And now I've got this new revelation about what goes in stuff really matters. Right. And so I just, that was it. I just went from there and it wasn't like overnight right there. I was like eating the best of things. I was just yeah. not buying things that had those things in it, but it opened up my mind to reading ingredients and paying yeah. attention to what I was putting in my body because while I was doing it, so I'm talking way too much. Sorry. No, you're great. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> while I was doing it too, I had an app on my phone and I would log every single ingredient because I was trying to really yeah. track down what is contributing to these symptoms. And it got really annoying having to log 25 ingredients for a condiment or whatever. And that, cause I was so meticulous about it. This is how I am to, you know, me, right. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm doing it right. And so I got really sick of doing that. And so by the end of this, you know, it was 21 days without these foods, then one week at a time, reintroducing at least four of them. Mm -hmm. By the time I finish this, I'm just like a changed person, but still it's been a really gradual process over the last eight and a half years of just making little swaps here and there. And it's, I'll never go back and I'll never stop singing it from the mountaintops. I just probably toned down my approach a little bit, (laughs) maybe, but now I'm just saying it to more people in a broader, broader audience. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is just, it's so incredible that it was so acute, but also like what a blessing like in disguise that you were able to see it so quickly and have that revelation you know I mean it had been a year of misery and pain leading up to it but I think so many people and I've experienced this myself of like little symptoms over time over time and you just think this is really annoying or why is this happening but you don't connect them You know, you don't think like, oh, my skin issues and the fact that I'm bloating and I can't sleep and my hormones are crazy. Like you don't relate all of those together. You think you have six different problems or worse, you think that's normal. Yes. Yeah. And that happened happened to me. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, like I said, with the chemical thing, I would even say, you know, my friends would say like, Oh, I don't feel good after eating McDonald's. And I would be like, I feel great. My yeah. symptoms were completely not connected. They didn't happen like an immediate right. reaction. And, and so I think that's a lot of people's story. Like we can't yeah. tell how it's causing us to feel because right. it's not instant. If it were, then it would be so obvious and we would just right. change because yes. pain is such a good motivator. And I'm so, I, I always say, I thank God for my pain. Like if I accidentally or even purposely eat something that I know usually causes me to react, I'm so thankful for that pain because it yes. reminds me like, Hey, this is not serving you. <laughs> you know? Right. Yes, exactly the same. And, and I was the same way. I did not realize all my symptoms were related until I took away the things that were causing the inflammation and I felt like, oh wait, this is actually normal. This is That's what I'm it. supposed to feel like. And so now when I do have something like, you know, and I talk to friends and stuff, it can be annoying to be like, yeah, if I eat too much of that, I get really bloated and I have a headache and I don't feel good. And they don't feel that way. But to me, I'm like, no, that's my body's talking to me and I've learned how to listen to it. And so yes. to me, that's not, um, that's not like bondage, that's freedom. Like that yes, is, it is. That is good for me. So I love to hear you say that. And I, I, so many of my clients that I've worked with, when they finally experience that, I love to see that light bulb go off in their head, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, wait, it it does matter." Yeah, it, it's, it's it's empowering. I have the same experience with so many things like fragrance. Like I was talking about the Bath and Body Works. I use fragrance everything, everything. Yeah. Right before it, I had started making my own cleaning products, I was the downy unstoppables girl, like the, the yeah. little pellets that you pour in. I want everything like so highly fragranced all the time. Yeah. And I really thought that it didn't bother me and it didn't, I didn't know that it was doing anything. Right. But once I had that eliminated out of my life for a good period of time, I can now, like if I'm walking down the street and someone's drying their clothes and they have the dryer sheets, I, I, can feel it in my throat, in the back yeah. of my nose. I get an irritation response and I'm so thankful that I can yeah. feel the response now. But we get, I had a, new, uh, a friend who's a well-known nutritionist and he taught a seminar once and he said, one of the best and worst things about the human body is its ability to adapt. And that just has stuck yeah. with me because our body will learn to work around these obstacles that we put in its way. And it's not until we remove the obstacle that we really see how much it's tripping us up when it enters back in. We just get yeah. so used to it. Our body works around it. So I think that is, uh, it can be, like you said, it's a really powerful and empowering tool for freedom to know what things are actually slowing us down or hindering us. Because when we don't know, we're just right. working through it. Right. Talk a little bit about, this is I didn't prep you for this, but what we're talking about kind of made me think about it because I think a lot of people think kind of like we both did, like, I'm fine. I feel fine. I'm not having symptoms. My hormones are fine. You know, why do I need to worry about this? And one of the illustrations that you've done that went like the internet loved it um, was when you had the water dispenser and yes. you were talking about like just basically the balance, like your body is designed to be able to handle some level of toxins, but when you're pouring so much in, it can't handle it. So can you talk about that like a little bit and how, how you feel like that has affected your life, like changing that yeah. out? 
Yeah. So the illustration, if you're not familiar with it, there, there are different ways people describe this. Some do a bucket. There's a rain barrel. I've seen funnel. I learned about funnel after I shared about it. But essentially, it's that our body is basically a vessel. And it's a vessel that has an ability to process toxins because toxins exist in our environment naturally, right? Like there's formaldehyde and there's, uh, you know, like arsenic and things that exist in nature. Our bodies are designed and built and able to process out toxins in appropriate doses. And then our bodies are also very genetically different. So everybody's ability to process toxins and different toxins and in different capacities and loads is going to look different too. So basically we're a vessel and then we have ways to eliminate these toxins, which would include fecal matter, urine, Mm -hmm. sweat, mucus, Mm -hmm. right? So we have these ways of excreting these toxins. So I like to use, it's a, I just, cause I had a, a, a beverage dispenser with a spout on the bottom. So the, you pour in the toxins, whatever they might be from our environment, you know, there's pollution in the air and in the water and in the soil and just, just right. I'm not even talking about adding in anything with all these other products, right? It's just everyone is exposed. So you pour those in and then our body should be able to, you know, have the spout open and the things are excreted. Well, there's a couple of things. One is that everyone's spout operates differently because of genetic disposition, but then Mm -hmm. also we're all pouring in toxins and toxicants, which are man-made toxins basically at different various amounts. And then that can impede our body's ability to excrete those toxins. And depending on how fast we're pouring them in, it might overflow before we're even able to excrete them fast enough. And then that can can contribute to it slowing it down. But at any rate, when there are more toxins in our body than it can excrete at a reasonable level and in an appropriate time, it's going to overflow. And the overflow looks like predominantly inflammation and inflammation is at the root of virtually all disease and ailments. If you look at anything that you might be experiencing, whether it's just, you know, sleeplessness or aches or joint pain or even depression, uh, mental, mental challenges or uh, brain fog, all, all of the things, basically there's going to be a component that includes inflammation. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that if you get rid of the inflammation, you solve all of your problems, but you cannot sure. address the problem without addressing the inflammation. So right. this toxic burden is something that I think all of us kind of have to be mindful of. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. And talk a little bit about, so we've already mentioned a few. So we've mentioned like toxins that are found in nature. We've talked about fragrance, um, you mentioned cleaning products. Can you talk about some of the most common, both in food and household products? Like what are some of the most common things or maybe um, toxins that are adding to this burden in our bodies that we might not even be thinking about? Yeah. So I think if we think back to this dispenser idea, right? Because you might be thinking like, I'm not pouring in that much stuff, but we don't really think about all the different things throughout the day, unless you're really mindful of it, that might be contributing to it. Like, and like I said, there's already just the the toxic uh, components of our soil, air, food, and water as is, even if we're like living the most pristine life, we're already going to have that to deal with. Right. And then there's the other things that can be in our food, like pesticides, the things that we're using for preservatives, the added ingredients, the, you know, like MSG and other things like that, that mm-hmm. could be contributing to that. So there's the food, there's our water. If we're not using like 
really great water filtration systems. And even if we are, there could still be more that's contributing. And then there's all of our cleaning products. There's all of our personal care products. There's makeup. There's even on the fabrics that we're wearing. It's And yeah. I, I never want to like freak people out. And right. the thing is, I never want to add fear to every, anyone or like create more stress because that's just as toxic, if not more than right. all of these other things. Exactly. But there are so many things that we use and are in contact with throughout the day. And this is why I am such, like, I'm always harping on these little swaps because they really add up. There's all these little things can add up to the overflow and all the little changes that we make can really add up to making a difference in our health. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And it does feel overwhelming. I remember when I first started learning about this. Like I, I focused on food first and I feel like I had been, you know, in that world for a couple of years and felt like I had like a decent understanding of it. I was, um, really getting into nutrition and doing all this stuff. And then it was like, I don't even know how I got into learning about this, but I remember for days, I just felt like I need to throw everything away. I need to not <laughs> touch anything. Like I remember feeling so crazy overwhelmed in the beginning. And I think a lot of people feel like that. Like it's, it's kind of yeah. a balance. Like I want people to know and I want them to have awareness of it. But I also, like you said, don't want them to get so overwhelmed and stressed out feeling like they have to do everything at once that they don't do anything at all or that right. they add to that fear and stress. So can you talk to that a little bit? Like where, how do people start? Where is a good place to start? Yeah, I think like what you said, and that's how I started to food, I feel like is really important because it's actually going into our bodies. And Mm -hmm. it's something that we can every day make more choices about. And it doesn't have to be this one big overhaul either. I think it can happen in really bite size. (laughs) (laughs) And I usually give the example of ketchup, but it doesn't have to be ketchup. I'm thinking like most of us buy ketchup, you know, but you don't have to throw away the ketchup that you have today, unless there's something in it that you know is hurting you right now. Then get rid of it. Okay. But most of us, it's just like, whatever, it's ketchup. When that bottle runs low, don't wait till it's completely gone. Give yourself a little bit of a grace period. Otherwise, you're just going to grab the same old tried and true or whatever's on sale or whatever's convenient. Give yourself a little bit of a grace period, find a better replacement, and then swap that out. And you don't have to do 10 condiments. You don't have to do your whole fridge or pantry all at once, just that next thing. But I do Mm -hmm. think that food is a a reasonable and important place to start and to continue with. And then outside of food, I think that our personal care products and our cleaning products are are going to be next. And it's whichever you are using the most of your most daily use stuff. Like if you don't clean your house very often, then maybe it's your personal care products you want to address, but it's the same thing. I I didn't throw out my shampoo right away. I took that time while I was finishing up the bottle that I had to look around online and read reviews and look at ingredients and use different tools and resources to try and find a better alternative and then just keep going. Yeah. That's, that's, I love that. That's exactly how I feel about it too. What are some good resources for people? So when they're going to start looking around or trying to find a better alternative, how do they even know what to look for or where to find a, a less toxic product or food or. I love that. It's gotten a lot 
easier in some regards from when I started because there are more resources, but that also can be a little confusing because no matter what it is, like no matter what it is, there's always going to be somebody saying it's great and somebody Uh saying that it's the worst thing in the world for you. Like it's spinach, like no oxalates. Yeah. So (laughs) just, just, so here's, here's my advice with that. There are a lot of resources and tools online. There are people like me that share what they use. You don't need to trust somebody with your whole life. You can just look at people. I loved blogs. Like I still Mm -hmm. use blogs and I use tools like EWG or Think Dirty. None of it is perfect. This isn't the Bible, right? Right. You're going (laughs) to use stuff and you're going to make an informed decision with your own best judgment and intuition and try to not become overwhelmed. Because like I said, there's so much information now that I think that in in and of itself can be very overwhelming. So there are a couple, I really like EWG. I know, Mm -hmm. like I said, it's not bulletproof, but I think it gives you lists of ingredients and gives you some more information about them so that you can become a more informed consumer, right? So that's one of my more, recommended tools that I like yeah. and then blogs and yeah, I like same. I like people's real life experience with yes. stuff I guess that's how I even started sharing about any of this because I was yeah. like scour the internet for um mattress reviews yes I know <laughs> like, it, needed it <laughs> yes and it can be hard and like you said there's just different opinions on things somebody says it's great somebody's like oh it's terrible mm-hmm. um and so yeah I definitely get that so definitely following you and at the end we'll kind of we'll give all your info so people can can do that as well. Um, but then EWG is great. Think Dirty app is great. Mm-hmm. Um, then definitely like when you're starting, I think yeah. just, just using those apps to look at what you already have to see, yes. is this good? Is, do I need to be, start thinking about a replacement when I run out and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And really the um, best thing is the product, turn it over and yeah. read it. If it's like, it's long, like 30 ingredient list and you're not comfortable with some of it, then just let, let's look for something for some that's ingredients. A lot yeah. of times it's on the shelf right next to it. And if it's not, I love these online resources. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. So we've, we've kind of talked around this a little bit, but I just want to speak directly to it because I, <laughs> I've felt this way myself and I have had clients who have really struggled with this. So we get into this, we start looking at toxins, we start um, trying to make changes and then we start to obsess mm-hmm. because we can't find something that's perfect and that works. Like you mentioned shampoo. Shampoo is a great example of that mm-hmm. because it's hard to find a very clean product that works super well or the way that you're used to with your, you know, yes. more salon um, or normal uh, target products. And so can you give any advice for those people that maybe are just really feeling overwhelmed that they think they just can't get it right. Yeah. I think there's kind of, like you said, two aspects to that, right? Like you want something that has ingredients that you can feel comfortable using on in around your body. And you also want it to work well. Right. And then sometimes there's not this like perfect harmonious balance in that. And I think we can feel okay being there. I say this a million times and I'll probably say it a couple of times while I talk to you right now, but I always say, do the best you can with what you have and as it makes sense for you. And I think we can feel so, so good about living right there. You know, like the shampoo thing, right? I, I want it to have really good ingredients. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to apply it to my body. It's going to be in my home. Mm-hmm. It's going to contribute to the quality of my air in my home. I'm going to use it on my family. 
I also wanted to clean my doggone hair. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wanted to work, you know. Yeah. And so if you can't find something that's like perfect ingredients that you feel great about using on your hair, it doesn't clean it well yet, that's okay. This is a better swap. And then maybe when that runs out, then maybe try again because there is a transition period with some of these things. Mm -hmm. A lot of these things. A lot. Yeah. There's, you know, like with the the all these lathering products that have SLS in it. You know, my husband still gives me a hard time every once in a while about Olivia. And I'm like, it's the best soap. What are you talking about? And he just misses it. Does it suds? Yeah. Like it suds. You just want fake. We got so fooled by the those bubbles, scrubbing yeah. bubbles commercials, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so some of it is just giving ourselves time and grace to kind of unlearn what we thought made something good and yeah. get used to what is actually doing its intended job and function without all the gimmicky stuff and just just finding a happy place to live there where yeah. we're not consumed by fear. Yeah. And we're also not just giving up because it takes thought, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 I, I love don't that. know if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. And I love that. And I love, I love the idea of doing these things to help our bodies to function the way that they were designed to and to help help them help us live our lives. You know, like that's the point is so that we can live our yes. lives, not so that we can spend every moment Googling every single product, you know, and I think sometimes that gets confused when you're really in your health journey. And and there are definitely seasons that are more focused on, you know, when you're trying to learn and and change things, but that is not, just like the elimination diet, you know, like that's, that's not something you do forever with every single thing. Like that's, that's not a way to live. That's not good for your body either. And so I think that is so important for people to understand that this doesn't become your whole life. Like you're not obsessed no. with this. No way, because that's toxic. You know, I, right. I'm not going to let products or like toxins or health become the Lord of my life either. Yeah. This right. is about freeing myself up so that I'm able to live well and serve well. And I'm not yeah. able to do those things when I'm bogged down by fatigue and yeah. pain and illness. Exactly. And so it's it's really about finding the balance so that we can be freed up to live the way that we're designed to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So where can people follow you, learn more from you? Where's the best place to find you? I spend most of the any time I do use on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) at a little less toxic. And I finally got a website up. So hopefully that's a helpful resource for people because I know like I don't I try enough on Instagram every day. So (laughs) there's another place to find me is a little less toxic.com. And I guess I have a YouTube channel now. (laughs) You're a YouTuber now as of as of what today? Yesterday? (laughs) Yesterday. (laughs) That just happened out of nowhere. But yeah, Yeah. that's a, a little less toxic on I'm a little less toxic everywhere Everywhere. except you know in certain relationships I guess (laughs) (laughs) I try and be less toxic everywhere (laughs) that's awesome awesome. well yes if y'all don't follow her please go do she's such a great resource and while we have you on here let me just say like thank you for doing what you do like it takes a lot of time. You got two sweet babies you got your husband you got your church you got all the things but you pour out a lot and you give a lot and I've learned a lot from you. So let me personally say, thank you. What you do matters and you are helping people. You are changing people's lives. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. 
And thanks so much for doing this, for giving me 45 minutes of your night when you probably, you know, have babies inside waiting for you. <laughs> oh, so it's so fun. It's my absolute joy. I'm sorry I blabbed so much. <laughs> no, I loved it. It's been perfect. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you next time on the Health Board Podcast. You guys, wasn't she so amazing? I know you just learned so much from her in those 30 minutes. And if you aren't following her online, be sure that you do that. She has tons of helpful resources in the highlights saved on her Instagram. She also has a website full of resources and guides and recipes and all kinds of things. And also some videos on YouTube as well. As she said, you can find her in all the places by searching for a little less toxic. And friends, if you loved this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help for more people to find the podcast and so that they can be helped and encouraged in their health journeys as well. If you have specific questions or something you'd like for me to talk about on the podcast, send an email to info at yourhealthforward.com and make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast so that you don't miss anything. I think that's it for me today, friends. Keep moving forward. Go love your people well, and I'll talk to you next time. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.